Blog Talk Radio. Azerbaijan, being a Christian and a bold witness for Christ can be costly. Forum 18 News reported that on October 31st, police raided a Christian festival and detained four believers in the town of Kusar, Azerbaijan. Eighty members of a Baptist church were gathered in a believer's home for a celebration thanking God for the harvest. When police arrived, they turned off the gas and electricity in order to prevent the believers from preparing their meal. Police also photographed and videotaped the service and recorded the names of those present. Despite the government crackdown, believers in Azerbaijan remain faithful to Christ. To learn how you can pray for and help persecuted Christians, subscribe to the Voice of the Martyrs free monthly newsletter. Call 875-VOICE. That's 875-V-O-I-C-E. Support persecuted believers by calling 875-VOICE. The Voice of the Martyrs is a Christian nonprofit organization. Preaching the gospel in Iran results in a death sentence. The Voice of the Martyrs contacts reported that the Assize Court of the province of Gilan, Iran, officially charged Pastor Youssef Nardarkhani with apostasy. The court said the pastor is an apostate because he believes in Jesus and has shared his faith with others. The court files say Pastor Youssef has denied the prophethood of the great prophet of Islam and the rule of the sacred religion of Islam. He's proven his apostasy by organizing evangelistic meetings and inviting others to Christianity, establishing a house church, baptizing people, along with expressing his faith to others and denying Islamic values. Let the Voice of the Martyrs bring you testimonies of today's heroes of the faith. Subscribe to VOM's free monthly newsletter at 875-VOICE. That's 875-V-O-I-C-E. Call 875-VOICE. The Voice of the Martyrs is a Christian nonprofit organization. During this coronavirus commotion, the people of the world need to see the miracle working power of Jesus Christ. I truly believe that more than ever during this coronavirus commotion, the world needs to see the miracle working power. Of Jesus Christ. And tonight we'll be discussing some curious, strange, unusual miracles that God, that I've seen God perform in all these years of ministry around the world. 
The world needs hope. The world needs help. The world needs the power of God. The world needs something to hold on to. Is not Jesus the rock by which humanity can hold on to? You know, God desires for his, his people, you and I, those who've been born again, to carry out his miracle work in power. But unfortunately, the body of Christ, generally speaking, isn't carrying out the ministry of miracles. Miracles are not happening in many quarters within the body of Christ because they don't believe it because of theological bias or unbelief or fear of exploring the unknown. You know, the, the Old Testament saints, with God's blessing, performed great miracles. As did the Lord Jesus and his servants, and throughout church history, we see the people of God performing great miracles. Miracles are God's handiwork, and that's what humanity needs to see, God's handiwork. And he desires to perform them through his people. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the miracles themselves. Jesus says in John 14, I tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I've been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. But there's a condition, though, however, to perform miracles. You need to believe. Believe Jesus and his desire to perform the miracles. For he says in John fourteen twelve, I tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me, faith in me, faith in me will do what I've been doing. He will do even greater than things than these. The faith in Jesus to believe and to do miracles. If you do, then do what Jesus did. What did Jesus do? He healed the sick. He cast out demons. If you don't believe him to do miracles, then Believe him, for without him, you could do nothing, Jesus says. Perhaps you, 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 you struggle in this area. Well, believe. It's not, it's not complex. It's really simplistic. Believe. Believe that Jesus is God, which he is. Since God could do anything, Jesus could do anything. And his power that lives within you could do anything. So what is a miracle? A miracle is an extraordinary event manifesting divine intervention in human affairs. And that's exactly what we need at this very hour. The world is needing an extraordinary event manifesting divine intervention in human affairs. Right now, this world is dark. The powers of the Antichrist is descending upon the earth. And has descended, and more of descending, and running rampant. The body of Christ has the power to say no. The body of Christ has the power to say stop it. We're a force to be reckoned with. If we truly understand what Jesus just, what I just quoted to you in John 14. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. So what, so what is a miracle? Well, again, 
It's an extraordinary event. This is according to Webster's Dictionary. Quote, an extraordinary event manifesting divine intervention in human affairs, close quote. Well, I'm here to tell you from God's word, from Genesis to Revelation, there are literally many, many hundreds of miracles documented in the pages of Scripture that are specifically mentioned. I mean, Jesus' life was characterized by by undeniable miracles. I mean, he was born of a virgin, was bodily resurrected. He ascended to heaven. I mean, if you look at the scriptures, which I have in my hand here tonight, as we look through the pages of scripture, you see, you read of many miracles, including the virgin birth, the raising of the dead, the coming of a storm, turning water into wine, walking on water, creating food, the healing of the sick, and the delivering souls from demons. Of course, there's many more miracles. In fact, the Bible tells us that Jesus did many other miraculous signs in the presence of his disciples which are not recorded in this book. This is what John writes in John 20. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of the living God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Only God the Father knows all the miracles, and God the Holy Spirit, for the Holy Spirit empowered Jesus to perform the miracles. Only God knows all the miracles that the Son performed. We know, though, he did many miracles. God is a miracle-working God. He enjoys, he delights, he loves performing miracles. He wants in this, at this very hour to perform miracles, to perform miracles. He wants to intervene. He wants to heal people of sicknesses and diseases. He wants to drive out the evil spirits that are coming upon this land. And he's, only the, he's the only power that can do it, by the way, only power. That's why I'm talking about miracles. Right now, we need hope. We need help. We need intervention. It's found in the living God. There is no other God that could do these kind of miracles. No other God could. Only the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He, for he's a living God. And so tonight, I'm going to take some time to talk about, briefly, these curious and strange and unusual miracles. Because to the world? The virgin birth, the parting of the Red Sea, these are very curious, strange, unusual miracles. But that's exactly what God delights in doing. He likes doing what what the world perceives as strange, unusual, extraordinary miracles because he's a miracle-working God. And that's exactly what I'm going to talk about here tonight on Deliverance. I'm Jay Bartlett. And I'll be here for the next half hour exploring the unknown, the strange, and the supernatural. You better ready. You better get ready, because ready or not, we're about to experience deliverance, my friends. I hear your voice 
day comes It's so false I'm so, so slow I hear your voice Say now I know you understand me Oh, how much I love you You took away my chains yeah. Yeah. You broke the bond of my pain Nothing is above you No one can take your pain Uh, news outlet 
uh, media outlet, and the title of the article was Priests Reveal How Coronavirus Crisis Has Unleashed, quote, Intense Demonic Activity, close quote. Priests Reveal How Coronavirus Crisis Has Unleashed Intense Demonic Activity. Do you know why that is? Do you know why the coronavirus crisis, commotion, has unleashed intense demonic activity? Because this coronavirus, it's a spirit. It's a demonic spirit. I've dealt with such kind of spirits. It's a spirit of sickness. It's a spirit of, uh, of death. Thousands have died. And who knows the true numbers? Who truly knows? Only God knows the true numbers that are being killed by this demon. I'm not going to bow to coronavirus. Are you? Coronavirus has to bow to Jesus Christ. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess, the Bible says in Philippians 2. Every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. Coronavirus would like to be Lord. It's acting like it's some kind of Lord. It's acting like it's some kind of uh, ruler uh, of this land, of these lands. No. Jesus is Lord. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, the Bible says. So coronavirus, we speak to you. It's listening in. The spiritual coronavirus knows this broadcast, this podcast. You may find that comical. I take it very seriously. Yeah, they know about this podcast. And in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I hide myself under the blood of Jesus. Because the battle belongs to the Lord. They're not fighting me. They're really, truly fighting Jesus Christ, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Coronavirus, you wicked spirits, you are bound. You submit to Jesus Christ. You submit to the blood and the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And coronavirus, you're instilling fear. You're terrorizing nations. You're disseminating lies and all kinds of twistedness in our world, in our societies at this very hour. We apply the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, the sacrificial reigning King Jesus' blood upon you, coronavirus, you death spirit. We bind you up in the authority of Jesus Christ. And those of you who are being infected in some way, maybe you're not sick, physically sick, but you're driven by fear. You're being vexed. You've been terrorized. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray for you that God's peace, his comfort, his love would rest upon you. That God's loving hands would comfort you at this very hour. But I come against that wicked force. Coronavirus, leave that family. Let go of that man and that woman and that child now in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, come out. Come out. Even now, I can hear the Spirit's Many are right now listening, and the spirits come, come out in the authority of Jesus Christ. Spirits of death, spirits of terror, 
Spirits of fear come out quickly. Out in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus is Lord. Jesus' blood has, has defeated you. Now, coronavirus, spirits of fear and terror and torment, demons of death, release right now. Release the minds and the hearts of humanity. Now, in Jesus' name, let go. It's a command. It's not a suggestion. It is a command. Now go. The God's wrath is upon you, coronavirus. God's holy wrath and judgment is upon you, coronavirus. We take authority over you on the basis of God's holy word. On the basis of the truth of Luke chapter 10, we take authority over you, coronavirus, and fear and torment and death that's afflicting the governments and every industry and every sphere of life. You come out and leave in Jesus' name. Enter the abyss where you belong, all of you. In Jesus' name. You know, the world needs to see the miracle working power. Has to. People need to know God is for real. This is one of the reasons why God does miracles. He wants people to know that he's for real. And God enjoys performing miracles. You know, specifically we see in the life of Jesus, He what, what did he primarily do on earth? Well, he did all kinds of miracles, but he, it, it appears from Scripture, at least from my understanding of Scripture, in the Gospels, Jesus spent, when it came to the miraculous, most of his time healing the sick, bringing healing to the minds and hearts and bodies of individuals, and casting out evil spirits. Specifically, we see Jesus considering the casting out of demons and the ministry of healing as samples of a miracle. It's once recorded by John. Teacher, said John, we saw a man driving out demons in your name. And we told him to stop because he was not one of us. Well, Jesus says, do not stop him. No one who does a miracle in my name can in the next moment say anything bad about me. For whoever is not against us is for us. This is John chapter 9. In Luke chapter 13, it's interesting. Jesus had said, go tell that fox. Herod, a ruler at, at that time, a wicked ruler, go tell that fox that I will keep on casting out demons and miracles and doing miracles of healing today and tomorrow. And the third day I will accomplish my purpose. And that's what we're telling the, the, the governments of the world, the principalities and the powers the powers of darkness, the kingdom of hell. We're going to continue to follow Jesus Christ. We're going to keep on casting out demons and doing the miracles of healing. So, again, why does God do these curious, unusual, extraordinary miracles? Well, there's many reasons. One, it reminds us and of humanity how great our God truly is. Then I thought to this, then I thought, to this I will appeal. The years of the right hand of the Most High. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. I will meditate on all your works and consider all of your mighty deeds. You are the God who performs miracles. You display your power among the peoples. This is Psalm chapter 77. 
God is wanting to show his power. And it reminds us how great God is. So don't be fearful, coronavirus. God has everything under control. This coronavirus submits. It's weakening. That's right. It, it wants you to believe it's being empowered. Yeah, I get the fact that it's a tremendous warfare, but in the eyes of God, what is coronavirus? It's a spirit, a wicked spirit that's disseminating physical illnesses and bondages and terror and fear. It bows to Jesus Christ. You know, another reason why God does miracles, and in particular, the second person of the triune God, Jesus Christ, he performed miracles to prove his divinity, to prove that he's just not you know, many, many believe that Jesus is just a, a great prophet. Oh, he is a great prophet, but he's much more than a prophet, my friends. He's the living God. It says in John chapter 10 that the Jews had gathered around him, it's recorded at one point, saying, how long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, if you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Well, Jesus answered in John 10, I did tell you, but you did not believe. The miracles I do in my Father's name speak for me. But you do not believe because you're not my sheep. In another place, it's recorded that Jesus says, Do not believe me unless I do what my Father does. But if I do it, even though you do not believe me, believe the miracles. This is recorded in John 10. Believe the miracles that you may know and understand that the Father is in me and I in the Father. It's about proving that Jesus is truly God in the flesh. Another reason why we do these extraordinary, and God delights, and we've seen people raised from the dead. We've seen objects and animals. Even one point, a fetus coming out of people's bodies. The most extraordinary healing and deliverance miracles. Why does God do these unusual and what the world would, would consider strange miracles? Well, miracles do, does what? You know, I get blamed all the time to being a showman, a fraud, a fake, a scam artist, because I perform miracles in the name of Jesus Christ. It does draw attention. I used to bristle, but now I don't care. I'm, I'm, I'm here to promote Jesus. Jesus, the Lord who delights and enjoys miracles, because miracles also draw attention to the Savior. In John chapter 2, it's recorded that when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover and the feast day, many believed in his name when they saw the miracles which he did. So after seeing the miracles which he did, they believed. In John chapter 6, a few chapters over, it says, after these things, Jesus went over the sea of Galilee, and a great multitude followed him, followed him because they saw his miracles, which he did on them that were diseased. Again, it's drawing attention to Jesus, which he wants, because only Jesus, only he could save. Also, the great reason why miracles exist is they confirm the preaching of the gospel, meaning the message that I proclaim through podcasts and, and public seminars and open-air meetings, by performing miracles, it actually confirms 
the trustworthiness of what I'm saying, the truthfulness. It says at one point they went out and preached everywhere. This is Mark 16. While the Lord kept working with them and confirming the message by attesting signs and wonders that closely accompanied it. And in Acts chapter 14, says that Paul and Barnabas, early disciples, workers of the gospel, spent considerable time speaking boldly for the Lord, who confirmed the message of his grace by enabling them to do miraculous signs and wonders. Another, furthermore, another reason to do miracles, it actually helps people. That's why I, I, I really delight in miracles, because it actually what, is, what does a miracle do? It helps people. What does healing do? It alleviates somebody from, from suffering. That's humanitarian work at, at its deepest level. And Acts chapter 8 recorded that Philip, who was an evangelist, says that therefore those who had scattered went everywhere preaching the word. Then Philip, the evangelist, went down to the city of Samaria and preached Jesus Christ to them and the multitudes. With one accord, heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits crying out with a loud voice came out of many who were possessed. And many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. So how did it help the people? People got free from torment, from bondages, from darkness, from Satan, from sin. And people who were lame, paralyzed, were able to walk. You see how miracles can help humanity? It can help those who are being afflicted by the coronavirus. Because God has power over coronavirus and all these other sicknesses and, and mental afflictions and emotional ailments people are suffering. It's multidimensional. It's not merely physical illnesses people are suffering. There's a lot of fear. What's fear? A mental, emotional issue. People are, are being vexed by fear and terror and torment. We need miracles. We need miracles. It says in Acts 19, verse 11, that God did worked unusual, extraordinary miracles by the hands of Paul, so that even handkerchiefs, aprons were brought from his body to the sick, and diseases left them, and the evil spirits went out of them. Lastly, the miracles are for the common good. It helps everybody. It brings joy to communities. Alleviates pain and suffering. It's for the common good. And I've been personally involved in tens of thousands of miracles all over the years. And what a great honor it is to be able to show off Jesus Christ, to demonstrate that he truly, truly loves and cares for us. And he wants to he wants to set his people free. He wants to heal people of sicknesses and diseases. And perhaps you're listening here on this podcast tonight, and you're being vexed, you're being tormented. There's fear. There's some kind of strange affliction, physical ailment that you're experiencing at this very hour. I'm here to tell you, God is able. God is able. The Lord Jesus desires us to carry out their miraculous works that he did on earth. And he will enable you supernaturally to do his works. On a daily basis, you can experience the supernatural, the miraculous. 
You can see miracles in motion. Would you like to discover the spiritual keys and mastering the miraculous? I'm going to give you the keys real quickly. Here are the keys God has shown me through his word in mastering the miraculous. And we're going to act, activate these, these keys here at a moment to believe in many of you who are listening in to be healed and to be delivered. You need to believe that God could do anything. That's number one. You must have the faith in God to do the miraculous. Unbelief in God, doubt in your own life, it's going to be an obstacle to the miraculous ministry. Jesus once said in Matthew 19, with men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Do you think coronavirus is an impossible reality, forced to be to be reckoned with, that nobody can cure it? You know, they say that there's no cure, there's no treatment. Well, I do. There is a cure. There is a treatment. It's, it's a lie. Now, I understand what they're referring to on the physical, natural realm, but there is a healing. There is medicine. There is a way to get well. There is a way to defeat coronavirus. It's Jesus Christ. But the world doesn't want to hear Jesus. But that's okay. Jesus loves everyone. He loves you, my friends. And he still wants to heal you. With men, this is impossible. With God, all things are possible. Number two, minister to those who are open to the miraculous as unbelief of others. Now, there are exceptions to this, however, but generally speaking, it's going to be an obstacle to miracles. And because of their unbelief, he couldn't, speaking of Jesus in Mark 6, he couldn't do any mighty miracles among them except to place his hand on a few sick, sick people to heal them. And he was amazed at their unbelief. Number three, you have to believe that Jesus has given you the power and the authority to perform miracles. Did he not say in Matthew 10 when he called his 12 disciples to him and he gave them authority to drive out evil spirits and to heal every disease and sickness? In Luke chapter 9, it's recorded that Jesus called the 12 together and he gave them power and authority to drive out all demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them out to preach the kingdom of God, and to heal the sick. Then finally, you need to act upon this power and authority that Jesus has given to you, which I'm going to do here in a moment, which I just did just a few moments, actually. After giving his followers the power and the authority to perform miracles in Luke 9, the disciples acted upon this newfound power. Because in verse 6, in Luke 9, 6, they set out and went from village to village preaching the gospel and healing sick people Everywhere. Now watch God direct you to people who need the touch of the miraculous. As God heals, delivers, and carries out his miracles, remember to give all the glory to Jesus Christ, who's worthy to be praised. And I look forward to to praying with many of you at this very hour, because many of you are being vexed by all kinds of torments and fears and bondages and spirits and sicknesses. It's not God's will for you to carry this. It's not God's will. He's wanting to deliver. He's wanting to heal. Not for you to carry this. Horrible burden to carry. Cast all of your cares upon him, for he cares for you. That's what the Bible says. He loves you, and he cares for you. We've seen the dead raised. The most amazing, astounding miracles you can imagine. 
I'll give you an example of something extraordinary, but real quickly. Very unusual miracles. I'm speaking about considering these unusual, strange, great miracles. Well, this happened this has happened a number of times actually. But I remember recently a few ministers approached me about the subject of spiritual surgery. As more and more deliverance ministers, exorcists and ministers, missionaries and, and and evangelists and other believers in in the field of the gospel are coming across individuals with cursed objects, animals and et cetera within their bodies. I have seen numerous objects, animals, even a fetus leave the bodies of people. Now there's multiple reasons why that why people have these things, why cults and and sadistic uh groups and various occult groups place cursed objects within bodies, but we do know that the primary reason is to torment obviously the victim. This ancient practice of an infusing individuals with, with cursed objects is becoming more common in recent years. We need to be equipped in performing spiritual surgery. What I mean by spiritual surgery is just invoking the name of Jesus Christ, taking authority over the object, the animal, the, whatever it is that's within the person. It could be a cyst. It could be a tumor, the sickness, the spirit. But we need to be equipped in assisting those tormented with, with cursed things in their bodies. I've actually seen Curse objects are dissolved within individuals with simple prayer and the usage of spiritual weapons, such, such as forceful commander, Jesus' anointing oil, using the, the sword of the Spirit. Now, but now there's times, however, the objects will not simply dissolve, so the minister has to resort to bringing the objects out of the flesh or out of the mouth. Either way, the Holy Spirit leads. Victory is assured through faith in Jesus Christ. I've personally witness with my very own eyes objects coming out of individuals and animals leaving bodies. <laughs> I remember a dear Nigerian brother in West Africa sharing with me how over 100 little pins were removed out of his body in the name of Jesus Christ during deliverance. The pins were placed inside of him by a witch doctor in a remote area of Nigeria. Like I said, I've ministered to many who have who are being demonized, who have within their bodies cursed objects like pins and even parts of animals. Now, when I speak of parts of animals, I'm not speaking just merely of animal spirits, but literal animals or parts of animals they were placed into people by sadistic cults who desire to terrorize. I remember being in a Methodist church, ministering, and for over 10 hours, I conducted numerous deliverances. And I urged many to pray during that service at that Methodist church as we would be performing spiritual surgery on one of the ladies who was present, who had within her Two literal animals, parts of animals within her body. Parts of animals that the cult, a witchcraft cult, spiritually infused within her belly. Her belly. One, one animal was a part of a lizard. Its tails and, and its tail and scales and fragments of its skin. These pieces of the lizard were cursed and placed within inside of her. 
There was another animal part within her, a rabbit's foot. They had been cursed and placed within her too, in her stomach area. As you can imagine, this lady had been experiencing all kinds of stomach issues and problems. No wonder she had animal uh, no, no wonder she had all these problems for animals, parts of animals within her. But this isn't a, a totally unusual. It's just the church is ill-equipped on getting these things out of people's bodies, cursed things removed from the demonized. The late German Lutheran pastor, exorcist Blue Martin in the 19th century, writes of animals being inside the demonized, including a bat and a turtle being removed by the power of the cross of Jesus Christ. But I remember that night in the Methodist church some years ago, the demon that surfaced was holding on to the into place of their body, the lizard. There was the spirits that were holding on to the rabbit's foot. But the power of Jesus Christ is greater. And on that night, on that night I mean, we had a battle for a couple hours, but the power of the Holy Spirit was – and we literally watched – as I commanded the spirit to release the animals and to depart, we witnessed the parts of the lizard being expelled out of the woman's mouth into the wastebasket and other animal material. It was disgusting, vile, as the parts of the lizard were being expelled. But I was reminded that after these animals would, would be removed, that this dear woman was going to feel so much better, and she did. I also commanded the spirit to release that rabbit's foot and the foot of the and the foot of the animal came out immediately from the mouth as she heaved into the wastebasket. It was covered with blood and other animal material. But God is so good and delivered this dear woman. And but this is this just demonstrates what? That it's done. I didn't do them. It was Jesus. I have nothing I have no special it was Jesus who has the power. And in the name of Jesus Christ, I don't care what you're struggling with, I break that witchcraft. That's on you right now. I break that witchcraft that is on you in the authority of Jesus Christ. God, I'm asking that you would lay upon your nail-scarred hands upon every single one that's being afflicted right now. Right now, many of you are feeling the tangible presence of God. The nail-scarred hands of Jesus upon you. Jesus, infuse your divine life, power of your blood. Bring healing right now. Many of you are feeling the pain leave. Many of you are being restored. Even as you're listening to, the, to this podcast, many of you are being supernaturally restored and healed and delivered. In the name of Jesus Christ, spirit of fear, death, witchcraft, sorcery, death, you go, sabotage, you go in the authority of Jesus Christ. Lift off that person. Lift off that man, that woman, that child, that baby. In the name of – come on, come on, quickly. I can feel many of you are being under attack. If you have a Bible with you, place the Bible right now. Right now. Go ahead. Place the Bible on your stomach. Place that holy Bible on that stomach. Now leave it there. Leave it there. What I'm going to do is I'm going to play some praise and worship. I want you to leave it there. As I 
introduce the praise and worship of Jesus Christ into this podcast, and then we're going to command this thing to go. Now listen. Now listen to the music of the Holy Spirit. Lift your hands up to the Lord. Lift your hands up to the Lord. Lift your hands up to the Lord. Yeah. to Jesus Christ. Now, keep that Bible there. Now go, evil spirits. Spirits of sickness, of death, come up and out. Bring that Bible gently up. 
up to up to your chest as you move that Bible from your stomach up to your chest. Now bring it out up to your throat. Now come out quickly. Come out, spirits. Go in the authority of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Many of you are getting set free. Many of you are getting released from this deep demonic bondage. I break the witchcraft. I break the death. I break every curse that's been spoken over you, my friend. Right now, in Jesus' name, quickly come out. Thank you, Jesus Christ, for what you have done. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, if you, you are getting some freedom, let me know. J at jbartlandmissions.com. That's J-A-Y at jbartlandmissions.com. Or simply call us at 877-483-5519. That's 877-483-5519. So we can pray for you. And, and uh, if you're needing some resources, we can send you some resources. We're here to serve. We're here to love you. You know, God is bestowed upon this global mission extraordinary ability not only to bring healing and deliverance but to gently guide individuals into the heavenly realms where thousands are encountering the risen Jesus and experiencing numerous heavenly wonders we have perhaps created the world's largest some astounding to think about it the world's largest video collection of testimonies of those being caught up into the third heaven and experiencing the joys the wonders and the glories of God's heavens. These thrilling videos from around the world demonstrate that God loves and cares for us. Taste of his powers at jbartlandmissions.com. Heavenly experiences are for real. Watch and see at jbartlandmissions.com. Are you needing spiritual intervention, immediate assistance in removing demons and healing for your broken heart? We're available to travel to your location and meet you to pray for you and your family. There are only a limited amount of sessions available, so please contact us today to schedule your personal, confidential, and loving ministry session, 877-483-5519, or simply email us at j at jbartlandmissions.com. That's j-a-y at jbartlandmissions.com. Now, we're located in Southern California, and if you're wanting to uh, to give, if, if you're wanting to, to write us, you may do so. We're located in Pasadena at 530 South Lake Avenue, Suite 922 in Pasadena, California, 91101. That number again, 877-483-5519. I bless you, my friends, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs> 